You don't have to do more. You actually just need to do less, more consistently, and more effectively. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to episode 130 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this week we're talking all about doing less, more consistently. That's right, doing less, not more. If this is intriguing to you, you're probably one of the millions of people in the world right now who has been experiencing the pandemic. Let's talk about why doing less is one of the best things that you can do and how you can actually create more joy and satisfaction and all kinds of good things in your life by focusing on less. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Oh my gosh, we put so much pressure on ourselves. I'm talking to you especially. I know you're doing it. I know you're putting so much pressure on yourself every day and every week to be more, maybe to hustle more. Maybe you're totally into this notion of simplicity and doing less, but still in the back of your mind, you're like, no, I'm the person that does more. I'm the person that always gets more done. Well, this week I wanna talk to you about what it really means to embrace doing less. And this podcast episode is inspired from two different areas of content. The first place is an episode that I did way back when in, let me see here, it was episode 110 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast, where I talked about identifying your energy drivers and your energy level and your energy management. So definitely go listen to that episode if you're interested in that. But during that episode, I said the quote that I said at the start of this podcast, all about how we take on more and more and more and when in reality, how much are we actually getting done? I also want to shout out to the amazing Kelly Covert over at the In Her Voice podcast. This week, she's got an amazing episode all about her full year of underachieving and how that was her intention. I will link to that episode in the show notes. It is so worth listening to, as is her entire podcast. I'm also going to be a guest on her show in the next month or so, so stay tuned for information and details on that. But definitely go give that a listen because it reframes this whole notion that you have to always do more. So I wanted to speak today to this notion of doing less and also how important it can be to create focus in your life and how focus projects can help you do less more effectively. So first of all, before we get into today's show, I want to let you know that if you are interested in really learning how to organize your creative ideas and your business projects and create momentum in your life by creating structure, organizing your Google Calendar, really mapping out your week, and you love templates and all of that good stuff in doing that, and you want to get access to the live round of Organize Your Overwhelm, where we go through all of these materials, then make sure you go register and sign up. Enrollment ends at the end of the day on October 11th, and we begin our live round on October 12th. So to enroll, all you need to do is go to mindfulproductivityblog.com forward slash OYO, that's O-Y-O, and get yourself enrolled. You're gonna learn so much about organizing your schedule and all of that, but we're also gonna be diving deep into key 
elements of managing your mental energy and identifying that as well. And I'd love to have you and I'd love to get to know more about you and your business. If you have questions about the course or the program, you can always shoot me an email or send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. So let's talk a little bit about doing less. And, you know, honestly, I have this this feeling, this notion in the back of my mind that this is going to become the new norm over time. I hope that we can move away from hustle culture and really move into intentionally getting things done. Moving away from this white male dominated world where that's the only form of productivity knowledge we've been taught, right, is from these men that have this privilege that live this specific life and really moving more towards a balanced place of productivity and focus that also incorporates systemic stuff, that incorporates all the shit that's happening in the world and that doesn't just have these productivity strategies that exist in some vacuum of time and space. Because I know for me, life happens, shit hits the fan, I can have an amazing plan, I can tell myself I'm going to do all these Pomodoros, whatever, but they don't actually work when life happens and when sometimes you, you have to be flexible, right? So I really want to talk about this idea of doing less because here's the thing. I think a lot of us base our worth on how much we're doing, how much we're creating, how much we're like outputting into the world where we are so enough by just being ourselves. We're so enough by just breathing and we do so much more every day than we even give ourselves credit for. In fact, I did a bunch of stuff last night before I went to bed I've been in a really good mood. Part of that is due to the fact that I've been moving my body and doing some at-home workouts again. I have an exercise bike desk that's on the way that will be here soon, and I promise I will do some kind of podcast update about it. I'm very excited about it, but I've been moving my body. I've been getting more energy, and so last night, I turned into this, like, genie around my house. Like, I cleaned stuff up. You know, I took care of everything. I did my skincare routine, blah, blah, blah. And as I was doing all this, it was just kind of like stuff I was doing. And then I went to bed and then I laid down. I put my head on the pillow and I was like listing out in my head all these things that I had done, you know, did the dishes, da, 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 da. I even packed my husband a cute little lunch and all this kind of stuff, right? Things that I don't always do, but I really wanted to. And I was like, wow, you're a badass. Like you did a lot of stuff, but these aren't things that I necessarily would have put down on a list or put down in a planner or even really acknowledged because they weren't necessarily related to my business, right? Or related to like a monetary outcome. But really it was those very things that led to me having a fantastic morning today. And I say this because you're probably already doing a lot of things that you are taking for granted, that anyone externally would be like, wow. And we also have phases of energy in our lives and phases of productivity and phases of when we do more or less, and that's okay. And understanding the rhythms of that, you know, if you're someone who menstruates, that can be a huge factor in how your energy rolls out, all those kind of things. But I was just, I was taking time to reflect about that. And I was like, you know, I just don't give myself enough credit. And it reminded me, like, I need to come back to my success list, right? It's inside the Mindful Productivity Planner. I have a whole episode where I talk about success lists, too. I'll link that in the show notes as well. And just remind myself that 
There's so many things I do on a daily basis that are worth celebrating, that are worth writing down as accomplishments. And here's one thing I want you to consider too. When you think about doing more, when you come up with this grand plan of how many books you're going to read this next year or all the, you know, uh, exercises you're going to do or the miles you're going to run or whatever, like those are all great goals. I'm not saying don't do them. But when you have all these things on your plate all the time, right? Or if you say like, okay, I want to do these 18 things every single day so that I can have like optimum energy and I can be the most mindful person and I can meditate and I can run and I can do this and I can make, you know, a whole food plant-based meal from scratch and blah, blah, blah. And then like then, then, then I'll have the perfect life. When you really put that pressure on yourself to do more all the time, when is it ever going to be enough? And also, how often are you actually getting all those things done? When you create this essence of more, 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 how often are you actually getting more done? I think it's interesting because I notice that sometimes when I put multiple things, there's like this threshold and I don't have a number, but there's this Jim Gaffigan joke, right? He's one of my favorite comedians and he talks about how if you have a whole weekend and you only give yourself one task of like, just go to the ATM and get some cash, okay? Then you like, will put it off the whole weekend. And, you know, and then he talks about how you're finally in line at the ATM and there's like five people in front of you and you're like, forget it. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long, right? So there is this kind of threshold of giving yourself enough to do so that you're kind of motivated versus giving yourself too much to do so that you're demotivated. I hope that makes sense. So, and it's really up to you. It's really individual. It's really understanding how much can I put on my plate identifying how much energy that's going to take, identifying and, you know, creating awareness around how much time that'll take up, and then keeping track of that as you go. One of the things I talk about in Organize Your Overwhelm is tracking your time. I recommend using Clockify. If you go to clockify.me, M-E, it's a great free time tracker that you can use to really start figuring out how much time things are taking you in your life and in your business. Seriously, it can be really helpful to just throw that thing on in the morning when you get up and start your routine and then come back to your computer when you're done, like doing the dishes and taking the dog out and picking up the poop and taking a shower, you know what I mean? Having your coffee, whatever. Then come back and be like, oh, how much time does it actually take me? How much time am I actually spending? And when you really start to bring awareness to how much time you're actually spending on things too, you actually start to really understand what time actually looks like. I was talking about this with one of my clients recently. It was like, <laughs> and they were saying, I just don't know that my perception of time is accurate, more or less, right? That's what we were talking about. I don't know if the time that I think I have and the time that I actually have ever, if, you know, rarely like lines up. And I thought that was such a great observation because I still do that. And that's why I have to create focus projects specifically in my business, because I will tell myself that I can do something in an entire day when actually I don't have an entire day. When I say, oh, like right now, for example, I'll give you an example. I'm working on a digital 
version, like a good notes version to use on iPad of the daily productivity and brain up book. Super excited about it. And in my head, when I first decided I was going to do that, right, I'm working on that this week. I was like, I can do that in a day. I could totally do that in a day, right? Because like I already have the file. I just need to reformat it, resize a couple things, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then I really started breaking it down, right? I made a focus project for it and I'm outlining it and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I definitely couldn't get this done in 24 hours, but also 24 hours is not a day. 24 hours is a scope of time. And within that scope of time, I also have to sleep. I also have to eat. I also have to move my body. I also have to like hang out with my husband. Well, I don't have to, but I want to, right? <laughs> with my husband, do all these things. So when I really break it down, and this is one thing we do inside of Organize Your Overwhelm too, is we really break down your time days and your week, how much, how many hours, free hours do you really have? And there's like a whole formula that makes it super easy. But like when you really look at how much time you actually have, it's like, oh, I probably only have in a given day, maybe four to six hours of unplanned time that I could devote specifically to working on that one project and that time is not necessarily guaranteed uninterrupted time because for me personally I have a bulldog that's incredibly needy and she can only be in her crate for so long before her little cries like get to me right and I sound like such a bad dog mom she's not that bad but anyway when you really break down how much time you actually have then you can actually see so again when you when you front load and you put this pressure on yourself in your mind to do more, to, to do take on so many projects, right? I'm going to enroll in this thing. And I feel like that we need a word for this. Like, what, what do you call it when, like, you feel good about yourself by enrolling in a lot of programs or by buying a bunch of books? Like, oh, I'm going to learn all these things. I'm going to enroll in this program and I'm going to go take that free course or I'm going to download this or I'm going to go buy these books or I'm going to like download all the and subscribe to all these new podcasts. And then you like momentarily feel really good about yourself because you've added so much shit to your plate. Raise your hand. Tag me on Instagram. Take a screenshot of this and tag it in your stories if you have absolutely identified with that. Putting more on your plate to feel good about yourself without even knowing if you have the awareness to do it or not, without even knowing if you have the time or the energy, let alone the mental energy to take that on. I do that. Oh, gosh, I do that. And we're so guilty of that at the end of the year, too. Like the end of the year rolls around. We're like trying to get through quarter four and then, you know, the holidays happen and we're like, you know, having a tasty beverage and some some goodies. And we're like, you know what? This year, this year, I'm going to read 100 books. I'm going to read four books a week. I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to set everything else aside and that's what I'm going to do without actually being like, well, how many pages can I actually read a day, right? And I'm using this as an example. This could apply to any area of your life without actually asking yourself, how many pages could I read a day? How many pages and then how much time do I actually have to do that? Do I actually have that consistent time? Like, can I read in 15 minute chunks or do I enjoy a book and get a lot more read if I actually have like a full hour of time? And then also, like, does that require mental energy? There are days when I don't have any mental energy. Like, actually, after the last debate, that whole next day was like a joke. I had no mental energy left. I don't, I didn't even want to read a book. I just wanted to stare at the wall and be angry. So, like, we're, we don't take into consideration the fact that we may really want to do something, but one, do we have the time? How much time will it take? And will we have the mental energy for it? That's so important. 
And that's why it's so important to identify your energy drivers and your energy drainers and your energy producers. And these can be things, these can be habits, these can be things that you do for fun. These can be things that you do that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know you need to do them, right, as an adult to like really live a joyful and sustainable life. If you don't identify all of these things, then what happens is we add more and more and more and more to our plate and then we can't do them and then we feel like we failed and then we go the opposite end of the spectrum and we enter into burnout and then we can't do much of anything and then we feel like flatlined and like just frustrated and resentful of ourselves and we start comparing ourselves online to other people that are doing all these things and we go why can't that be me I must be flawed I just didn't do it right next time I'll do better and then we just do it again we just front load it too much. It was like when I was in my early 20s and I got my apart, uh, my first apartment for the first time and I got so ambitious about meal planning and I went out to the store and I like took down all these recipes and I got all this food, all this produce. Like it was like one of the first times I had like, you know, my own paycheck and I gotten out of this shitty relationship and so like that my money was mine and blah, 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 blah. And I got over ambitious and you know what happened? I couldn't eat all the food in a week. And I ended up having to throw it away, which is the worst thing ever. And I wasn't able to make all the meals I wanted to make. And some of the ingredients spoiled before I was able to do it because I just didn't have the time to to do the cooking. I got so ambitious and you know I felt good. You know when I was like rolling through the grocery store, filling up my cart with stuff, I felt great about myself. I was like, I am so good at life right now. I'm so good at meal prepping when I hadn't even actually meal prepped yet. We have to get away from adding more to our plate as a form of avoidance to our own self-awareness and what we really, really want. If you have the pressure right now in yourself to add in more, if you see like that you have an empty day this week and it immediately makes you want to like put in a bunch of meetings and plan up and time block a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to judge you for anything like that, right? But I will nudge you to consider where's that coming from? Where's the pressure to never be alone with your thoughts? Where's the pressure to never have a day where you can just be you and relax? Where's the pressure around the fact that having a nothing day is like the worst thing that you could do? When I graduated from college, it actually took me like six months to have a day off because I was so used to working three different jobs. In in college, I worked two different jobs in my, I think it was my senior year. I worked two different jobs. I had an internship and then I also had a full course load and I was also taking the bus everywhere, which would take me so much time. And the summer was the same way. I took on another job so that I could make rent, right? And all this stuff. And I was so used to constantly having a schedule. I mean, it was like to the minute. Like I would get home and I would have like 15 minutes to eat my dinner and go to sleep by 10 p.m. after taking a 45-minute bus ride in the summer and blah, 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 so that I could get just enough sleep to get up and take a bus to my next job in the morning. I had was so ingrained in me to do everything to have this blocked out schedule because that was I was in survival mode right and we all have chapters of our life where sometimes that's just the way shit is and you just got to get through it right but it was so ingrained in me it was like this learned behavior to always be going to always be doing more that when I finally got a job outside of college because I graduated in 2009 so there was that big recession then and it was it took me almost nine months to get a job I worked at Pizza Hut that's a whole other story for a long time 
And when I finally got an actual nine to five that could like pay my bills all with just one job and I had my first weekend off, I freaked out. I had no idea what to do with myself. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't like, I remember my friends being like, just relax, like sit down on the couch and watch a movie. And I was like, I can't, that's not productive. I can't, that's not enough. I need to be doing something. Like I was so used to it. It actually took me time. It was like a nervous system response. It was almost like this weird trauma response to being so busy for so long that I didn't know how to relax. And so that's also my my nudge to you today is that if you're new to this, if you're new to the idea of doing less in terms of like your business projects and all of that and really just like focusing and taking time for yourself, give yourself permission to adapt because it will take a little bit of time. It will take a little bit of time to get used to breathing, to get used to not having to get up and do something right away not have to produce something or create something or take care of something for someone else. As you start to incorporate time and like buffer time into your days and your weeks and your plans, it may be uncomfortable at first. Just because things are uncomfortable at first doesn't mean they don't serve you. I think that's such an important thing to remember because when we're outside of our comfort zone or we're doing something different or new, for the first time or the first time in a long time, we can automatically be like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe my intuition is telling me or maybe this is a sign from the universe that I shouldn't do. And like, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's uncomfortable to do things that are different, right? And discomfort isn't the source of all evil. Discomfort is actually very, very helpful. Discomfort shows us where we're lacking awareness or it's an invitation to see what's coming up for us. So I always tell people to, if and when you can, sit with your discomfort before making a decision right away. Don't be immediately repelled by it always because there's some, there's some learning there that takes place. Today's episode is really about the mindset behind why we take on more all the time. And it's really this invitation for you to give yourself permission to do less, to create one focus project for the next month or the next quarter in your business. And from there, make it easier on yourself. When you create a focus project, you know what you're doing, you know what the tangible outcome is. And from there, you can break down subcategories of things and then know what your target tasks are. And instead of this endless to-do list that, that, that no one in their right mind could ever prioritize, you're able to really understand the sequence of the things that you need to do to reach your ultimate goal. And then you're able to add in due dates, that's D-O dates, so that you know when to do them. And I'm that's again, why I'm so excited to run this live round of Organize Your Overwhelm, because we're going to be covering all this. And we're going to be approaching productivity and organizing your weeks and your schedule and your the structure of your life from this place of mindfulness and focus and intention and ease. It doesn't have to be hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. There's a big difference between doing the work and showing up for yourself day after day Versus doing it in a way where you're constantly flirting with burnout. You can work hard and feel proud and take on things in your life without adding on an endless amount. Does that make sense? There are so many ways to create what you want in your life and facilitate outcomes and facilitate 
you know, create getting to the end goal of what you're working on. It doesn't have to be hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. So my reminder for you this week is what can you do less of more consistently? And how will doing less of those very few things actually facilitate more momentum, more joy, more energy, both mental and physical in your life by focusing on less? Stop the endless habit tracking of 20 different things and just give yourself four to five things that you want to do every day this week that take five to 10 minutes of your time and do them consistently and amazing things will happen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and listening and being a subscriber to the podcast. If you're not subscribed already, please do share tons of valuable insights on self-care, mental health, mindfulness, and productivity here. And I'd always love to hear from you. So feel free to always send me a DM on Instagram or tag me in your stories. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. I'd love to hear you. And again, come join us for our live round of Organize Your Overwhelm. I'm super excited to be putting this together. The materials in there are really going to help you map out your week and structure your life and feel a lot more focused and intentional in the work that you're doing in the world. So you can sign up for that at mindfulproductivityblog.com forward slash O-Y-O. Thanks for listening. I will be back here next Monday with another episode. And as always, here's to an amazing week ahead. See you next week.